When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live on SEN Top End, 16.11am. This is Fridays in the Top End with Jackson Clark, Raph Clark and Rob Hale. For Rain and Horn Darwin, finding a place to write your next chapter. SEN Fridays in the Top End, 16.11am. Breakfast powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land pride attachments. Rick, we spoke about the NTFL Round 15 games just before... Any whispers, and you are a man that has coached at the highest level up in the territory, winning three premierships with St Mary's and a couple of premierships with the Pint Queen Ants. Any whispers on who will coach Palmerston next season? And what do you think they need? Do you want an untried coach or someone like a Josh Heath who's done their apprenticeship this year but may not have coached um, at Premier League level before? Do you think they need to go for the big fish or the big name or or an ex-premiership coach or something like that? Um, I reckon you've got to get, as I said before, you've got to bring these, bring the businesses and the communities and and all that, those sort of people into into the clubs. So and then you've got this a decent sixteen. They've always got good juniors. So you just got to be able to create create an environment. Um, I'll throw one out left field. I reckon Damien Hale. It would be good. Is lift the profile of the club. Um, yeah, he, he lives out there, so his, his profile's out there, and. Um, yeah, pretty good. I reckon the retention and all that sort of thing. Good coach, proven coach. Throw one out there. I just, I think they would need a, a big name. I'm just throwing that out there. I reckon he. Yeah, I think instead of the unproven one, they probably need a little bit of a, a name that's going to bring businesses and and keep retention at the footy club. Yep, I think uh, it might be given a bit away here, but I have had very lengthy conversations with Mr. Damien Hale over the past month about this very question, and I think you're right. I think he's a connected man. I think he's one that could do a lot for Palmerston. I think he's one that still has the passion for coaching, um, and I think with Haley, though, it might be uh, some of his work commitments. He's, he's doing really well in the business world at the moment and sort of devoting his time and attention towards that. So I wouldn't completely rule it out, but I'm thinking at this stage that might be a bit of a hurdle to overcome. Perhaps he could be involved in some level of director of coaching type role. I know his son, uh, Robbie Hale, is doing his apprenticeship at the moment and, and there'll be plenty of people saying that it's too early for, for Rob and that sort of stuff, but uh, he's doing a pretty good job at the moment with Banks after serving a bit of time as an assistant coach at Waratah and a couple of junior flags at St Mary's. He's got the passion there. Um, you know, we talk about players putting time and effort in. Uh, Rob Hale has, who's young and inexperienced but he's a player that, sorry, he's a coach that just lives and breathes football up here. He's always got his notepad out watching random games of football and, and having his take on it. So that's why he's such a good person on uh, SEN Fridays in the top end because of his love and passion for the game up here. Um, so there could be the Hale connection. Obviously, you know, the Davies are never too far around from it. Aaron Davies done a great job in Cairns. I'm not too sure what his living arrangements are. Um, Russell Jeffrey always seems to be linked to these positions. Um, and then there's a a whole bunch of coaches below that that are doing their apprenticeships at the moment. Um, so be interesting uh, to see what happens there in that space. No doubt they are advertising the job. They might get a bit of interest from someone from interstate. Um, what? So you spoke briefly about what you would do if you were given the job, engage local businesses and things like that. Where are the positives for Palmerston? Obviously, like you said, they've got a few junior teams at the moment that are going reasonable uh, on the ladder. Yeah, I don't know the list 
I don't know the list. I just don't yep. watch them well enough, so I don't know what their list is like. So I can't comment on you know what's coming through, all that sort of thing. But what I look at it as a positive, just 30 to 35,000 people, mm. people. And then I go back to to talk about when I was playing. Palmerston were the, the team. You know, they had yeah. the, the Davies and Trent Henshaw and Matty Stokes and all these young kids coming through. Mm. Every business was on board. You were playing in front of a couple of thousand people out there each week. Um, and that's what that's but the picture I've got in my head is back to those you know mm. those days young kids coming through creating a lot of interest um, yeah and they just had well, I think they were knocking back sponsors back then that was mm. they were flying that well and they the NTFL were worried about Palmerston becoming this superpower that no one was going to get near just because they, the pop, they had the population mm. and young families coming through so that's what I've got in my head of of, of the Palmerston Footy Club those those days and you can't look backwards all the time but just young kids coming through that have got good families and those good families, you know, mum and dad are working in the canteen and, you know, hopefully, you know, got young businesses out there coming through. That's what I see. That's what I could see. I can easily see that happening at the Palmerston Football Club. Yeah, we've said it a couple of times, potentially the sleeping giant of the NTFL competition and obviously Southern Districts are going great guns at the moment with their little area out there in the rural area and there's no uh, questioning with the population out there in Palmerston and a growing population too and a young population. So there's so much um, that's going for that football club you know, in regards to that. Um, I think it's an attractive job. I think right now it's obviously not going to be a short-term fix, um, but they showed last year they had the connections, probably the financial reserves to, to, you know, be a bit of a stopgap between now and, you know, developing young juniors to getting them back into premiership contention. But I think it's an attractive job for uh, someone who's willing to put in a lot of time and effort and energy into that role. Um, let's talk about the NTFL Round 16 games. It all starts tonight, Rick, with a big game under lights. There's no games at TIO Stadium this weekend. They must be preserving the ground or perhaps there's another reason. But obviously there's been a lot of heavy rain over the past fortnight. It's a big one tonight. Waratah versus St Mary's Friday night under lights at Gardens Oval. The Warriors may look to compress the ground and try and stop the outside run of players like Lant and some of the pacier players at the Saints. Um, Arnold Kirby has been an excellent in the ruck all season. It's sort of hard to tell with the teams when they name them on Play HQ because you don't know for sure who's playing. I know Abe Ankers is in the extended squad. Uh, what's your take on this one? They've had a great rivalry over the past couple of years. I know there was almost a match of the round. I think this time last year uh, was a one-point win by the Saints, I believe. Um, what's your take on this one? Yeah, I, uh, this is so important, this game, for the, to, you know, to get that double double spot. So mm. I agree. I'll be going tonight. I reckon it'll be an absolute ripper of a game. Looking at the ladder, I know Nightcliffe have got three hard games. It's the first time we've ever looked at the ladder for about four years in all honesty. <laughs> so, um, but Nightcliffe have got uh, three hard games, um, so they've got a pretty hard draw coming back into it. But it's so important for these two sides to get the win tonight. I just, uh, I reckon they'd be throwing fly-ins every their kitchen yeah. sink at this game tonight. 100%. It'd be interesting to see if the Wizard uh, Parnell is playing again. He made his, not made his name, he's been a big name for a long time in the NTFL competition, but he played on Jaden Magro and I think held him to five touches and a behind or something uh, in the corresponding game. So I think you'd imagine that's probably the matchup again. Uh, Parnell to Magro. Magro, of course, 55 goals in 13 games. So a very, very good one. I might get your tip after the break because we do need to go, but there's plenty more to talk about with round 16 NTFL action. SEN Fridays in the top end. Live on SEN Top End, 16.11am, this is Fridays in the Top End with Jackson Clark, Raf Clark and Rob Hale for Rain and Horn Darwin, finding a place to write your next chapter.
Live on SEN Top End, 16.11am. This is Fridays in the Top End with Jackson Clark, Raf Clark and Rob Hale. For Rain and Horn Darwin, finding a place to write your next chapter. Welcome back to SEN Fridays in the Top End. Breakfast powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land pride attachments. Just a quick one here. Rick, we do need to go to another quick break in about 60 seconds. But a big game we spoke about. Waratah and St Mary's obviously Friday nights uh, tonight at Gardens Oval under lights. So I normally ask any guest that we have, Robbie the Guru and Raf Clark, we talk about that, we give our predictions. So Waratah versus St Mary's, which way is this going to go tonight? Oh, I'm going to find it hard to tip against St Mary's. So, um, yeah, it will be a close game, Gardens Oval, but um, yeah, I uh, find it any time hard to tip against St Mary's. Yep. I'm going to go for St Mary's as well. But I wouldn't, you know, I'm sure you're thinking the same. Wouldn't be absolutely shocked if Waratah can sort of win that one and, and storm home there. Got about 30 seconds before we go to a break. There's three other big games that we will talk about after that. Pints playing Nycliffe at Pint Park, DXC Arena. I imagine you'll probably go to that one, Rick. And yeah. then Tiwi Bombers versus Southern District, again at Gardens Oval. That's a very rare fixture. Normally don't see... Here we have hosted a few games at Gardens this year. Um, but the Saturday night Gardens Oval fixture with the Tiwi Bombers hosting. And then Darwin Buffaloes take on Wanderers tomorrow night at Kazali's. Plenty more to come here. SEN Fridays in the top end. Monique Dews with SEN News. The $200 million Powerball lottery went off overnight. One ticket holder in Queensland and one in New South Wales winning a half share of the country's largest ever jackpot. Anna Hobdell from the lot says they were able to contact only one of them overnight. We were able to give that life-changing phone call to the New South Wales player. However, the Queensland ticket is unregistered, which means we are unable to give them that phone call and must wait for them to check their tickets and come forward to claim that prize. The United States says it is ready to retaliate after three US soldiers were killed in a drone attack in Jordan. Defence Secretary Lloyd Austin says while they don't want to escalate conflict, they're considering the next move. We will take all necessary actions to defend the United States, our interests, and our people. And we will respond when we choose, where we choose, and how we choose. Meantime, Austin has apologised for not telling the White House or the American people about his recent hospitalisation for prostate cancer treatment. The Human Rights Commission has thrown out an attempt to have the racism claims by former Hawthorne players and their partners. Dismissed, it means a world-first hearing into the claims could still proceed. And a report released today by Clean Up Australia has found the nation continues to struggle with rubbish, with Aussies producing about 60 kilograms of plastic waste each every year. SEN Sport is next. Word is Lewis Hamilton is on the brink of a move to Ferrari in 2025 with a deal possible within 24 hours. The 39-year-old is signed with Mercedes for the next two years but is eligible to leave at the end of this year. And the cloud clearing for the first ODI against the West Indies in Melbourne today.
Checking the NT forecast, mostly sunny in Alice Springs for your Friday with a top of 39 degrees. Darwin is cloudy with a chance of a shower and a top of 33. And don't miss the first ODI between Australia and the West Indies from the MCG. Live this afternoon right here on SEN. Live on SEN Top End, 16.11am. Welcome to Fridays in the Top End with Jackson Clark and Raf Clark and Rob Hale for Rain and Horn Darwin. Finding a place to write your next chapter. Welcome back to SEN Fridays in the Top End, 16.11am. Breakfast powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land pride attachments. No Robbie Hale or Raf Clark this morning, so we are joined by the coaching legend of the NTFL, uh, Rick Nolan, who has been very generous with his time this morning. We're going through the NTFL Round 16 action. We already spoke about the Waratah-St Mary's game. We've got to move on to another big clash, Rick. Maybe even the match of the round. Pint versus Nycliffe at DXC Arena. Pint Park tomorrow night. Um, Nycliffe probably enter as favourites, but the Green Ants have a victory against them earlier in the season. This is an interesting game. I think Nycliffe, out of all the top four teams, probably the team that I know the least about, really. They have a lot of credentialed footballers and, and of course, a decent local contingent as well. Brody Philo's in arguably career-best form, which is tricky to say, given how good he's played across his career. He's turning 34 this year, uh, Philo, but he's still playing very good football. My insiders, I suppose, at the Tigers tell me that they're the, that Philo's the fittest they've ever seen him. So um, he's obviously reaping the benefits of that, averaging 30-plus touches. Pint, more your domain, more your area. Um, we spoke before about Stephen Motlop and Lockie O'Brien. Um, I've been bumping into Elliot Chalmers quite often, and he's a very good footballer as well. Um, Connor McDonald's had a great season, but how's this game going to go? Yeah, I, just, I reckon Nycliffe, they can't, as I said, I had a look. I reckon they've got to, they've got to win a couple of, they've got the harder, harder mm. of the draw. So they can't, they've got to win some of these games. So they've got more to lose than what points have. So um, something even going back to Tom, Thomas Schott, I think, is Pint's best player. And he's hardly played a guard. I think he played his first game last week, coming off a pretty bad hamstring mm. injury. Get him back. And when I say about Pint's can still win a premiership, now it's a slim chance. But yeah, a, a really fit Thomas Schott. With the list that they've got at the moment, it will put them. A, you know, uh, that's what I'm saying. If the four, if the card, if few teams fell over with injuries, and Thomas Shot had a big final series, um, yeah, cards could open. But yeah, Nightcliffe, if they're really serious, shouldn't drop this game. You know, they need to win these games coming into finals uh, to try and get the third spot. Got a hard draw, and yeah, I think they'll be hard to knock off this weekend. I think the Tigers pride themselves too on. Uh, like the opposition analysis stuff and knowing how to beat the opposition on a week-by-week basis. I know their game plan is quite flexible and can change, and it did so against St Mary's, which they've been able to get the job done against, I think, twice this year. So um, no doubt Lee Crossman and, and his crew that he's got behind him will be looking at Pint, look at that loss earlier in the year and working out ways to sort of combat that. Um, so you're right, Tigers, obviously, a big chance here. Um, predictions? Uh, I'll go with the Tigers just because they can't drive. They just can't afford to drop the game. Like yep. you'd, think, you'd hope that that's the talk around the club and you'd hope that the players are switched on for that. The Pints still can't afford to drop one. You know, they're not mm. going to finish third. So, Nike have just got too much to lose. 
Do Pint need more pace? Uh, do you know anything about where Liam Holt fits is and what the go is with that? I think um, when I look at Pint, you know, we spoke on the show multiple times uh, throughout last year that they needed not necessarily more local players, but just a bit more sort of pacier players um, in those sort of greasy finals games where a lot of it's sometimes those quicker players can sort of come into it when, when everyone's got the fumbles and, and the, you know, the faster players can get on the outside and kick those sort of X-factor type goals. Yeah, I, know, I think he did play. I think I watched the St. Mary's points game last week. I think Colt Fitz did play. Probably yep. hasn't got to the uh, standards he was at Nightcliff, which would, I think he won a chaining medal. So oh, yeah. got to pretty high standards. But I know points put a bit of time into the Catherine area, so that's somewhere where hopefully they can pick have a bit of pace from that area. Yep. I'm just going to go different from you. I think Nycliffe deserve to be favourites um, and, and obviously every chance to win this one. But I want to tip Pint here. Uh, are Nycliffe underrated? Do you think they are a genuine premiership chance? Yeah. I'm not absolutely all that. Like, I wouldn't know the list, everyone's list as mm. well as what I would have a long time ago. But, uh, yeah, I think they're still, you know, Farlow and players like this are still good. And they've recruited... Yeah, extremely well. See, I still think they're around the moment. As I said, I reckon the top four could be anyone. I reckon districts just slightly, slightly mm. more of it, more of a better chance. The next three, Tars, St Marys, and Nike are pretty similar. And I think Tars, uh, Pints are an absolute, uh, you know, big smoky. But um, yeah, I just think it's any, it's as close as it's ever been. And I also reckon this is a strong. I talk about uh, strong premierships and weak premierships. Then you can win. Sometimes you know, the players don't come up, and it can be easier to win one. I reckon this is a strong year. Whoever wins the flag this year, it's a strong premiership. Yep, I agree with that one. Most sides look locked and loaded. Uh, Lachlan Tardrew, obviously we haven't had any shows for the last couple of months, but he's in exceptional form for Nycliffe. Collingwood VFL captain, so definitely comes with some great credentials. He had that purple patch of form during the year where I think he had something like 43 touches, four goals, 43 touches, two goals, and some other big numbers as well. So if players like him can find, Cooper Darms does have a really good season, and of course Philo as well. Um, if players like that can play really good footy, I'm assuming John Butcher will qualify and straighten them up into attack, um, then who knows what's going to happen with Nycliffe. But a very very good team, and Lee Crossman's doing a great job uh, in his first season at the helm. The next game, Tiwi Bombers versus Southern Districts, Saturday night at Gardens Oval. Districts have to go into this game as strong favourites, despite the improvements that Tiwi Bombers have had uh, throughout the season. It was a close game last time they played. I think they played earlier in the year when Districts were coming off that sort of big 89-point loss to Waratah in round one. I think it was only 11 points. They got the job done there. Um, Anthony McDonald, Tipping Woody played his first game back for the Bombers on that afternoon. But you would have to favour the bigger-bodied Southern Districts in this game, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. You'd think Districts comfortably going into the finals. Let's say rest some players, but you're probably not going to do that this time of the year. But, yeah, yeah, especially with Matt Dennis and players like this, I think just cattle-wise, they're just significantly better side. You are obviously... A ruckman, a former ruckman, so probably watch that position more than anyone else. Do you think, um, and putting you on the spot here a little bit, but do you think Matt Dennis and uh, uh, Wyatt Ryan are the best ruck combo in the comp? Yeah, I think so. I think Dennis, I've watched him for a little... My brother's played for Heidelberg and he was from Bandura, so they played in a lot of grand finals against each other. And that's, I've known Dennis on being on the radar for... 15 years, actually, when he was a kid, I was watching him. So, yeah, he's as good a ruckman that's ever played up here. I agree. Good duo. I like one, being able to push forward. Who's going to be able to match up on, you know, Dennis Ford? And he's capable of playing mm. that. Um, so, yeah, it's it, it definitely a... Um, like, Conor McGregor's had a great year. And um, Conor McDonald. <laughs> uh, and he gets a lot of footy around the ground. Like, his stats for a ruckman are yeah, ter terrific. Yeah. But just probably not as big as, as the Monsters. Although I thought he was... Um, 
I thought he played pretty well against districts a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and, and, and in the ruck, that's where I worry about him just not being the size of those two monsters. So, yeah, plenty of good ruckmen up here this year, but they're the, definitely the combo to watch. Good to see Shannon Rioli back out there for the Tiwi Bombers. Uh, he played last week against the Darwin Buffaloes. Is a player like that important for the Bombers? And with all due respect to Shannon, he's not the player that he once was. Um, you know, still a very dangerous player, still a player that has more skill, you know, than most other players do in their, you know, in his big toe than what other most players do in their whole body. But he's like an on-field coach for the Bombers. He's so vocal out there. I don't think I've heard a player direct and be so... And he's not a guy out there who's, you know, getting older in his footy and getting angry and yelling at players and demanding this and that. He's, he's being very encouraging and helping the younger group at the Bombers. How important is a player like Shannon Rioli uh, for the club? Yeah, certainly going to help. I had dinner with Shannon and a few other players who used to coach uh, last Thursday, actually, in talking to him. And I think with, with Shannon, still got some footy. I think he's going to come back and probably play with Saints as a zero-pointer um, next year. So just, he probably needs to have a big pre-season. I just remember... When uh, coaching a lot of those old champions back at the, at the end of their career, they trained as hard as you know, as, the, as the young bloke coming through. So probably, I'd love to see him have a massive pre-season and yeah, and, and then have one more, you know, another crack at St Mary's. So both going districts fairly comfortably here for our tips. Yeah, very comfortably. The last game of the round is Darwin Buffaloes versus Wanderers at Kazalies in Palmerston. The Buffaloes have to enter as favourites, you would imagine, uh, based on ladder positions and, and form entering in the game. Uh, we're going to struggle a bit up forward this week. I don't know what team we've named publicly, but I'm hearing Daniel Stafford's in a little bit of doubt due to the weather and availability getting into Darwin. So it might be a new look forward line for the Darwin Buffaloes this weekend. Um, which way do you think this is going to go? Obviously, for a, a neutral person, I'm sort of putting you on the spot here because it is a bit of a nothing game for most people on the outside looking in. Um, do you think this is a game Wanderers will rally themselves and say, hey, let's end our season on a high. Let's, let's, let's go in here and, and give themselves a chance against the Buffaloes? Or do you think we, meaning the Buffaloes, um, will be too strong for them? Yeah, in all honesty, don't know the, the two lists as, as well as I have other years. But, yeah, Wanderers, again, they haven't been flogged too many times this year, so they're half competitive. I think Buff's probably probably got a little bit too, more, too much talent in this game. Yeah, I think... Well, I'm hoping so, Rick. Obviously, uh, Baxter Mench and, and Chase Loftus, who's a 19-year-old that's been around the VFL circles, um, we're training at Werribee at the moment, uh, are inclusions for us this weekend. Um, I believe Maddie Campbell, the ex-AFL player, will play this week. And uh, Baxter Mench, who just an absolute ball magnet, averaging around 40 possessions a game, he'll be back in Buffalo's colours. He's training at Essendon VFL at the moment and was running water for them during the representative game, so hopefully he gets an opportunity there. Braden McLean's been in good form this year. I'm not sure if he got injured. I should have done my research, but he had the four possessions last week uh, in the NTFL, so I don't know if he had a niggle or something like that and had to go off. Um, but he's a very good player and a great ball user and one they look to get the ball in the hands of. And Jackson East has really taken everyone by surprise. An absolute ball magnet, Jackson East. He's averaging 33 or 34 disposals per game, had another 38 uh, last weekend, and, yeah, just a player that can attract the football and sort of adds to that workmanlike midfield that the Eagles have we spoke about that at training last night where some of the names maybe you know not as known in previous years when they had your Dane McFarlands and Sean Manners and types like that but if you're playing against a workman like midfield and they do outwork you sometimes it doesn't matter how much talent you have um, and, and all that it's about you know these things can get the job done so blokes like Jackson East and Daniel Clee and, and other players like that who just work and work and get into the game Wanderers will give themselves a real big chance here but obviously as a, as a buffs man I'm going to have to tip the double blues. Who are you tipping? Yeah, no, I think Buffs should get uh, should get the job done. 